everyone, it's uh, it's hello again, and um, welcome back to the handcrafted guitar builder. Um, wow, it's been a it's been a little while. It's been a bit of a break. Um, things have been a little bit sporadic, but hopefully um, we're up and back and and ready to put some pretty good content out there again. Um, just to start off with, uh, welcome back to uh, to Mark Wilmot from MRWS. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Partner in crime. It's nice to be back, back again on the airways. <laughs> it's all. Uh... We don't have to make social faux pas on the way. No, well, that's exactly it. Um, we are back, um, but we're back, I suppose. And there's a little bit of, little bit of sad news. Um, now, keep in mind that I, I did say to Mark that we, I was going to send Mark a, a breakdown of of kind of what we'd be talking about and what we'd be doing, but I haven't done that because I'm, I'm a bit of a slack bastard. So... <laughs> I, I just think you're rather busy and you feel, you know, well, sometimes things are a priority and we can do this off the cuff. We don't need... No, we don't need a piece of paper to tell us what to do. No, well, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. But we know what we're talking about and that's that's the important thing. But um, a little bit of sad news, and I'm, I, I kind of hope that it's... Um, I, I'd like to say that it was it was like one of those hoaxes that you find and things like that but the source that it came from uh seemed to be a fairly legitimate source and a lot of people have been commenting uh on facebook um and that is uh the very sad passing of ukulele ray um yeah sorry mark i, I don't know whether you'd seen that but we I did not know this no no look I, ha I actually have not been on facebook today um, yeah yeah i only heard last yes. night yeah, as I was going to sleep last night, I kind of just flicked over to Facebook. A little thing came up, and um, a little message from uh, from his partner um, over in the US. And uh, it's for those of you who haven't listened to all of the back episodes of the um, of what was the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast. Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Ray. Um, I think about a beginning of last year. Um, and I just found him to be an incredibly giving, um, very, uh, just a really, really lovely guy with and a huge amount of stories. Um, he was very proud of his, um, very proud of his accomplishments and, and achievements. And, uh, he just had a, you know, the, the interview was a lot of fun. Um, and he was very patient too, because when we first started the interview, um, uh, I had some problems with the, um, we were basically 10 minutes into the interview and, and I realized that my phone had been glitching um, and I had to basically had to, uh, had to restart the, um, restart the interview. Uh, and he was just in incredibly patient and giving and, and um, walked me around his house. He had me on video and he walked me around his, 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 uh, his place and he was showing me all of the builds that he was doing and, um, and said hi to his partner and, um, and like I've been watching him on Facebook since and on, on YouTube and watching his videos and, and, um, yeah, I think everyone's kind of been taken. Uh, we all know that he was he was very ill um, before, uh, quite a, f a few years ago. He was very ill. He almost lost his life. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit of bit of sad news that one of ours has um, has passed and gone on. And uh, yeah, so just thought I'd start the um, a podcast. Well, don't mean to start it on a sad note, but I, I, it is something that kind of has hit the airwaves, and and I'm still reeling a little bit from it. Because um, wow, what a character! Yeah, indeed, he was. Yeah, just um, and he had a great way of building his um, his uh, his ukuleles uh, using the um, using the lunch boxes and and all sorts of 
you know, he really kind of worked in with the cigar box guitar community quite well because of the, you know, the, the whole idea of, of building from whatever you had. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, but, um, one person who's definitely still with us is, uh, is, is Mark. And, um, yeah. <laughs> How's that for a segue, mate? <laughs> well, it, it certainly is a segue. Um, I, I don't want to actually uh, put me on the spot a bit because I'm. I don't want to take take away anything from from the person that that Ray was. Um, no, but I certainly understand the predicament mm. and the possibility. Um, for those of you who don't know, I I suffered a, a heart attack recently. Um, surprisingly enough, I was actually what I considered to be relatively healthy, um, but you just don't know. I, that being said, I did I did smoke cigarettes for a massive chunk of my life. Um, they've been going a while now, but um, it's been eight weeks, which is one of the reasons you haven't heard from me. If of course you were looking for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, um, I, there, were, there was barely a hiccup in your production run. I've got to say, mate, it's it's. I was, I was still ordering things. Um, and you must have a very you must have a very good team of one there, <laughs> or a very good backup. <laughs> I must admit, I, I I didn't precisely do what the doctors said. I, I you know I, I I wandered around my workshop, did a bit of pottering. I certainly didn't do anything heavy or anything dramatic in the in the first couple of weeks, because I just simply couldn't. Yeah. Um, I, you, know, you lose breath very quickly, and but here we are. Uh, luckily. I'm very glad to have you still with us, and um, you know, and, and it's just a, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a wake up call for a lot of the people who you know listen to this podcast, or you know, and uh, and do what we do. You know, a lot of people who build guitars, and a lot of people who, who build homemade instruments. It's actually, it's actually an irony, you know. Here we are building out of uh, cigar box guitars, you yeah. know, and cigars, <laughs> although lovely from time to time after the birth of someone else's child, uh, are really bad for you. Yes. But don't stop smoking. We need the boxes. Yeah, we need the boxes. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go and get. If you're not feeling well, guys, especially men, uh, I know women tend to go out and um, and uh, and get themselves checked out fairly regularly. But we blokes, we tend tend not to do it so much. You know, being you know being tough males and all that sort of stuff. But if you don't feel right, if you don't feel well. This is the end of our public service announcement, and um, you know, go out and get yourself checked up. Um, go and get yourself checked out because you know it's, um, you know, it's. Uh, we'd hate to lose you. So anyway, let's 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 move on to um, you know to, uh, to to other things. And Mark, what has been uh, apart from obvious the, the the obvious thing with you? What's what's been going on at um, with with you? Not just with MRWS, but you know, with your own building. Well. well, well I've actually been in the middle of playing catch up, Adam. Um, I've got, like I always do, a million and one things on my plate, and, uh, and I couldn't, I wouldn't have life any other way. Um, I've, I've obviously, uh, with what I've been posting lately, been more into the solid body builds. I still have, a, I still got a, a range of cigar box guitars, and every time I make one, it gets sold. So I'm not doing the wrong thing, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, but look, look I, I really have been getting into doing, developing some. Um, uh, some humbuckers and some flat wound pups like uh, they're already out there but obviously you know shipping it all to Australia and I would like to make them slightly different um, organisation trying to make things cheaper for, for the customers um, trying to find more outlets <laughs> wink for my stuff 
Yes, we, yeah, Mark and I have been talking. I'm, um, as a few people know, I, I tend to tend to play my cards very, very open. I use, I play with an open hand, and, and I, uh, I've been talking to Mark recently about the the opportunity to actually. Um, I'm looking at trying to open a shop, so that's my news. It's 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 not being made easy by the local council, and it's not being made easy by the fact that there's a lot of things that need to happen in the particular shop that I want. That um, that the the owner's still not kind of. He's not really getting off his bum and was basically missing the front window. So if he thinks I'm moving stock into there without a front window, he's got another thing coming. So things are a little bit, not on the back burner, but things, I'm taking my time because I'm not prepared to go into go into a situation that I'm not happy with. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to be stocking a few things that, um, that, that Mark is running. And uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to doing a bit of that, um, as you know, through uh, retail wise. Um, but yeah, look, it's it, it's one of those things. It never hurts to um, never hurts to talk to people and, and, and get to chat with you, get chat with your neighbours. Not that you're a neighbour. I mean, you're seven hundred kilometres away, I say. But <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's neighbours in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, I just did a post. I just did a um, I sold a a guitar to uh, to New Zealand, and it ended up working out. Cheaper than posting it to Western Australia. Yes, there's that some, is correct. Isn't Western Australia, and there's one place that I sent to a couple of years ago. I think it was it was way out back. It, it had to go to um, to to Darwin first, then to Catherine, then on from Catherine into uh, into cent- into Central Australia. I can't remember the the name of the place. It might have been a uh, might have been a property or uh, you know a, a, a station or something like that. But um, that was. Oh, that was two years ago, and that was nearly that was seventy odd dollars, seventy odd dollars to to post that one. It's not cheap. No, it's not. And considering I only charged the bloke twenty five dollars for postage, it was a bit of a killer. So... <laughs> but what do you do? What do you do? It's uh, it, you know, it's 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 um, it's one of those crazy things. But I, I've been lucky. I must admit, I've postage wise, knock on wood. I've, uh, I've I've been pretty lucky with that. Where are you going? You've gone for a wander again. Oh, I just came out the front because I heard some noise. You know, because I live in one of those those areas that you don't want to hear noise in. Yeah, I can hear, <laughs> I can hear birds in the background. We're going to be buzzed by a sparrow. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we, we've, I think we worked out we've got thirty eight species of birds that uh, frequent this area. You know what it'd be like. You live in the Blue Mountains. Oh yeah, mate. It's it's been great. We've got three um three uh, cockatoos uh, that have decided to um, to call our decking uh, home. Uh, much to the much to the excitement of Patch the uh, Patch of Prince the dog, and uh, and the two cats who sit at the windows hungrily looking at them. So yes, that's it's 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 it is a nice thing about living in the Blue Mountains. So I'm not complaining about that. That's for sure. But um. Look, with your builds, um, one of the things that, that you've been posting has been the fabric-coloured... Uh, you've been working with fabrics, and um, who else was doing a bit oh, with that? Been... Pat, Keegan, Pat Keegan? Pat Keegan was yeah, doing Pat a little Keegan bit with that. Yeah, he, yeah. he does some amazing builds, actually. I really mm. like his stuff. Yeah, I interviewed him a little while ago, actually, I think at the beginning of the year. He was, he was, uh, he was a really, really nice bloke. Top... So if you haven't heard that interview, go back and check out the interview I did with um, uh, Pat Keegan. Uh, all the Pats. I think Pat's the most popular name for some reason. We've got Pat Keegan, Pat Proctor, and uh, and Pat um, 
Curly, Pat Curly. Curly. Pat Curly, who I'm chatting to at the moment because I need to get some information from him. Go and check out his um, his uh, YouTube channel, uh, listeners. So he does Pat Curly learns cigar box guitar. So he does uh, he does a great job uh, teaching people yeah. how to play cigar box guitars. He's a legend of a bloke, and I'm just waiting to hear back from him. He's got some um, might be. I'm trying to get some an information package, but I digress. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Part of what we do, we digress. So, From yes. Time to time, we might actually be a little organised for a couple of minutes here and there. Oh, God, no. Well, I think we know what we want to talk about, but it's 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 maybe having some sort of form. But I think we've tried doing a format before, and last time we tried to do a format, it just went out the window anyway, so... That's... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go on about my little fabric top for a bit until we go out on a tangent, which is what we usually do. Yeah. Um, hats, hats off to Mr Keegan, um, because... <laughs> Doing a fabric top is not easy. No. Um, the amount of layers of, uh, of resin that I put on this thing so it didn't look like it was a piece of fabric is phenomenal. It's a lot of prep work. There's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. And I didn't do just do one side. I chose to do the back, the front, and the sides. Oh, my God. Fabric. So I can tell you, banding uh, resin down, I sent him epoxy resin, which is what I used to keep it thick so I didn't sand through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, doesn't really like going to sides. I mean, it, it just you know it likes to run. Run off, yeah. So you got to leave it for a while, and then you got to put it back, and that's all right. I mean, look, it, it, it means I just I just know I spent a good couple of days making myself a few different little sanding blocks. Yeah. Um, which I'll now use forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how long did it take? I suppose. Look, one of the things that I that that that. I, I, and I'm not going to press you for I'm not going to press you for too many details because you're probably not too sure about uh, about costings and things like that. But the thing that really gets me is that, and especially since I've been doing these pedals, I've been working on building these these effect pedals and stuff for um, you know for what I'm doing. And the the amount of time that goes into actually building building the pedals, um, it, it's just incredible. Like it's and. I, Trying to figure out, especially on the pedals, trying to figure out a retail price for for the pedals it has just been like it's t- it is hard. It is really really tough because at the end of the day, I think because everyone because I think because everyone feels that it's a it's kind of a it's a garage business that kind of idea of of, of you know uh, building cigar box guitars and and doing that type of thing. And uh, it does come down to the fact that there are people out there, um, you know, and look, whatever they want to do, that's all fine. But there's people out there that are building, building cigar box guitars. And firstly, some of them are actually really, really nice looking guitars, but they're selling them for nothing. They sell them for nothing. They sell them for absolutely nothing. And well, we're the people who go for passion, and, and that's fine. I mean, I still have a massive passion for making cigar box guitars mm. and guitars in general, but I, I, I just can't warrant my time being worth less than a dollar an hour, which is what, you know, for the most part, even now, mm. when I sell a guitar, I'm still making two or three bucks an hour, yeah. if I'm lucky. <laughs> but, you know, you get it streamlined. It's like you're saying, you know, you're putting a dollar value on your pedals, and I think you should eventually put a decent dollar value on there. Mm. You've got to get yourself into a routine. You've got to have yourself, you know, five or six going at once or ten are going at once and you have a, it just, you know, right now doing my pickups. Like if I make build pickups, I build 60 at a time. Yeah. Which means it's difficult to break down each individual part. But because 
I know how it goes. I can put, I can make all my bobbins in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So if I, if you know, you sell them for forty, fifty dollars a pop, you can, and, and of course, obviously, winding pickups takes a while. Same with you. If you go, okay, I'm going to put this resistor and this resistor and this resistor, and then mm. it goes through it, and then one day you'll have, you know, you get to a point where you're making, you know, ten, fifteen boost pedals a day because yeah. it's that simple. You, you got to get your routine down. And you can then work out on a you know what you think your worst minus part on, mm. a, on an hourly basis. And you're never gonna <laughs> you're never gonna make a hell of a lot of money doing what we do. No, no, but no. That's, that's but, the reason we call it a passion and not a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately for me, this is this has become the this has become well not unfortunately it's something that I've been working to for five years, but it's it's kind of this has now become the job. So you know the idea of of you know when I do see. I had a fella that um, that, that contacted me um, that contacted me yesterday, um, and he said, um, "You know, I've built." He said, "I've built," and, I, and I'm not having a go on him. But the the thing was, he said, "I've built two. I built two. What do you say? He's been building for two months, and he's built ten cigar box guitars, and now he's opening a bit. Now he's opening a opening a business. Yeah. And and that kind of that kind of fills me with a little bit of little bit of dread." Because to me, it was a case of I, I put a solid year in of guitar building before I even considered, and not not cigar box guitars. I was building electric guitars. I built actually it was longer than that. It was it was two years of two years of building because it, it took me two years to build my first two electric guitars, and that was purely using hand tools um, and, and admittedly a, a hand router. So I was hand router, but most of the most of the work that I was doing was. Was basically hand tools using you know files using sandpaper using rasps using all that sort of stuff. Now I'm going to apologise to listeners because someone's let the dog out. Unfortunately, I've, I have asked for him not to be let out, but someone let the dog out. So we're going to be listening to Prince run around my feet because uh, he's after a ball. So anyway, we'll keep going. Um, yeah, well he's kind of like the he's 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 the un he's the unpaid member of the team. So. <laughs> That's the ball. So, <laughs> um, so basically, um, <laughs> it's totally distracting me. So yeah, so it, it, it's one of those things where where when I think when as you were saying before, when you're building for passion and you're um, you know when you thanks, Bill, when you're building for passion, um, it, it's very different than than it actually being a job, and I think. There still seems to be um, people out in the, you know, in I suppose on social media who who jump up and down about saying, you know, if if you build a cigar box guitar, for example, I'll use cigar box guitars as an example. Um, if you build a cigar box guitar using anything except old bits of tin and, and wire, you know, uh, then you're doing the wrong thing. You know, you you should be drawn and quartered. And then there's you know, the, then there's the other end of the spectrum who, you know. It, it's purely, you know, it is purely a business and, and, and that type of thing. And, and as I'm saying, I'm not having a go at anyone, um, but... We all, we all see life differently, right? And um, yeah. the reality is, if you can't afford the parts, then don't buy them. The only reason they were they existed at all is because there was a whole bunch of people who were poor and slaves, and mm. that's all they had. Yep. You know, if they had better stuff, they would have used better stuff. That's just the way it works. That's true. <laughs> having said that, there, there's... Um, I love how Charles Atchison in the states, uh, especially especially he he has that uh, he does that competition every now and again where he, where you are yeah. you build a guitar yeah. only using 
yeah, the, the the oldest of parts and the you know nothing, you know nothing bought basically. I suppose everything found, you know that kind of thing. And I think that is a lot of fun, and there's there's a lot of fun to be had doing doing that type of thing. Um, yeah, isn't there some amazing builds at the end of that competition? Oh. I mean, he must have the way he has to, has to pick and choose. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not him. Yeah, it's because <laughs> there are some amazing looking builds. But if you consider that, then. And you say to yourself, okay, well, even even with those builds, okay, you're not using, you know, you're not using high quality, you know, high quality parts or pickups or tuners or any of that sort of stuff. But the time and effort that goes into actually building one of those instruments, it must be, it, realistically, it must be, it could be a hundred hours worth of work in each piece of in each piece. It could be, you know, two months worth of you know worth of getting it right, of finding pieces, uh, the research that goes into it. And then to me to sell it for you know to sell it for a hundred dollars, to me it's just I think it's better giving it away. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, you, might, you might as well give it away. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but even then, like I was having a chat with a fella last night, um, or a couple of nights ago. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I put um, on one of the Facebook groups, uh, Cigar Box Guitar Groups. I, I put a, um, a picture up of the boot, the fuzz pedal. Uh, that I beat, that I built into a cigar box, and I put That's that online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put that online, and uh, had a, a Spanish fellow uh, contact me back, and he said, "Oh, look, you know," he said, oh, "I was lovely." Da da da. And I put it. He said, "What does it sound like?" And I put a video up, and we just got to talking. We off off Facebook. We just started messaging back and forward, and I ended up finding out that he's um, he's a fella in uh, in Spain, and um, he actually works with children because in Spain it's very difficult to get. Um, instruments, musical instruments into school. So he actually works with children uh, building cigar box guitars. But the thing that makes it difficult, he said, is apparently uh, from the me- from the message that message that I got off him was that importing c- cigar boxes is actually it's prohibited. So he was saying it's prohibited, you know, all this sort of stuff. And uh, excuse my pseudo Spanish accent. I apologise for that. It's <laughs> very insulting. Um, but he um, he uh, he was very interested. He said, "I really would love to get one of these pedals." And I, he's really interested in um, in actually uh, working with the kids and actually building these effect pedals for for, for these guitars. Um, and it, we we're trying to figure it out. And I thought, you know what? By the time I've we've tried to figure out a way for me to build it for him to try and pay for it, for me to send it to the EU and then have someone, you know, smuggle it in or whatever. It's just, it's cheaper if I, do, I, I just said to him, look, forget it. Just, what's your address? I'm going to send you the parts. So I'm just going to build up the, build up the, um, the, the, the circuit for him. Um, I'll, I'll put as much bits as I can in a, just in a, in a bag and he can put it in because the boxes that he's been using with the kids have just been art boxes and things like that from what I could see. Um, so I figured, look, just, Put it out there, you know. It's no skin off my nose. It's going to cost me about four dollars in postage or five dollars in postage to to Spain. If it's even if it's ten dollars, it doesn't matter. But it's something else out there in someone's hands, and that's to me that that was actually in, in, that was actually better than selling one of those pedals to me because I got I got more satisfaction out of the fact that I know now that these kids will have something else you know they've got something else he'll be able to see oh this is how you do it and you know i'll send in some pictures of me building one because he's got no 
he doesn't have any electronics experience at all. Um, so he's going to, you know, burn his fingers a few times on a soldering iron learning how to use one. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still doing it. I've got two burns on my fingers from today. Um, hey, maybe, you should, maybe you should look at doing a little video of, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're putting one together. Yeah, I could probably do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's been... Start with the accent one. Oh, yeah. It's been a huge learning curve. You don't mind. No. It's just for all of us. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it's, it's, been, it's been an enormous learning curve. Um, I've been working specifically on, on boost pedals, which I, I've never... Like, if someone said to me 10 years ago, would you be interested in buying a boost pedal? I just would have said no. You know, I just wouldn't have thought about it. Um, but since building a couple... It's just it's and it's it's completely different than a preamp, and that's the thing. Like a, a piezo preamp, one of those you know one of those box. I can't see it now. One yeah, of those, the side ones. Yeah, one of those box things, the big the big heavy uh, box preamps and stuff like that. It's completely different. It's it basically, and it works really 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 well with piezos too. To have in, in, your, in your chain. Yeah. You know. Um, just because if, if you if sometimes you have a pedal that really sucks the tone out, yeah. <laughs> which is really crappy, but, um, but and so it's good for that. I mean, this is and this oh, is good radio because I'm showing Marco just one of the pedals that I've got, you know. But putting putting it, it putting it after your guitar, whether it's a piezo power guitar or a, a magnetic pickup, the the increase in presence and um, the dynamics that the what you can get out of it is just wow. You know, even if you don't buy a buy one of mine, I don't couldn't care less. Go out and go and check it out, and and maybe you know if you're a player, go and check out a boost pedal and see how it works in with you because it's it's just really opened my eyes to to what boost pedals can do. Um, I'm still not a hundred hundred percent convinced that fuzz is the best thing for a piezo pickup. It's no, no, fuzz is bad. It's fuzz acts like a boost too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I would say distortion and piezos or piezos, whatever. Yeah. I always don't know. But they do not mix. They squeal. Yes. Any sort of distortion, any sort of signal processing yeah. on, on on a piezo, especially the discs, <laughs> really bad. I did get, however, with the with the pedal that I built because I've got a I've got a. a a fuzz control on the pedal and I've also got a volume control on the pedal what I found was that it was actually at the guitar because what, what, the way I wire my guitars up is that you've got the bridge I sandwich the, the, the piezo underneath the in between the the, the, the the neck and the bridge so there's 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 no I don't use hot glue anymore I don't use any of that stuff that I was using a couple of years ago now it's basically from talking to to Mike Snowden and um and uh, Mark, <sighs> Nick, uh, John Nickel. I was talking, yep. to, so talking to John Nickel and and Mike Snowden, and how they actually did it. And I was ta remember talking to Mike, and Mike, said, and I said, "Do you use any hot glue on it or anything?" He said, "No." Nah. He said, "Not at all." He said, "All I basically do is 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 route out a, a channel for the wires in the neck, and that it just basically super glues it straight to the neck. The box top goes directly on top of." the piezo with no void he does it's, uh, it's like me because yeah. i've never put a void in between the neck and the box top i never have so i know a lot of people I do think, i don't think it makes any difference to tell you the truth i think that's the only way you should go i mean mm. what it's doing is 
picking up vibration. Yeah. That's what it does. It, makes, it causes a reaction between the ceramic and the brass or the, whatever it is, copper yeah. maybe, I can't remember. Um, brass. But look, that, that's what it's doing. And it doesn't matter. You know, I've heard people say, you know, you put a little bit of, put it, you know, surround it in silicon because it gives it a bit of a, a no. buffer zone. But it does. Squish it. No, <laughs> no, what I found was uh, when I first started building, and this is the mistake I think that a lot of builders make when they first start, they, they, They'll see a few videos on YouTube and stuff like that where they, someone will get a piezo, piezo pick, it, pick up and what they'll do is they'll hot glue it directly, just basically to the box lid. And they'll put it either on the left-hand side of the uh, the base side or whatever or they'll put it on the treble side. Or, I would tend to do that for, when I, in my first builds for that reason, yeah. to get a bit of base. But look, we're talking about a box yeah. that has a neck through. It's not an acoustic instrument. No. By all many means, except for no. the fact that it has a, and a space inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and realistically, having having a, an unamplified uh, cigar box guitar, it's it basically becomes a bedroom, you know, a bedroom wonder. It's it's not something you're going to be able to play play out. You know, it's if you're going to play out, you're going to have to run it through an amplifier, and and you know, it's it's. You know, you'll get enough. You'll get enough volume out of a piezo and a little amp. And That's all you need. Look, it'll work. You, you know, no all worries at all. Yeah, but you need the pickup. But you but need, you need the pickup. pickup. That's the thing. You, as I was saying, when you build it, you know, and quite often, as you were saying, like the first four guitars that I built, um, I they they didn't have a pickup, and it's they were just basically they were, they were guitars that I built and I played them at home and I learned how to play a bit of slide on it and and, and that type of thing, but. Um, Wow, we have digressed. We've gone off on a on a big tangent. <laughs> well, I think we've actually stuck to the one thing at the end here. I think we've been on this uh, pedal thing, and you know, we got to the pizza, and there was a reason for it. There was. We're going back to why you need a boost pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so if uh, you know, if you need a boost pedal, come and see me at uh, Birdwood Guitars and or uh, Retro Electric Guitars, of course. Um, if you need anything for uh, for your guitar building. I was going to say pleasure. <laughs> if you need anything for your guitar building pleasure, you can go and see Mark at... MRWS Instruments um, in Australia. We, look, we're really good with postage, as Adam can tell you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I also love talking shop. My number's there. If you guys love talking, you want to build your first guitar, I'm, I'm happy to chat. And anyone who's yeah, who has had spoken to me knows that I will chat away for hours on end forgetting that i've actually got other customers it's <laughs> the way it works well the other thing of course is that keep in mind with the podcast now uh for people who have uh who have been listening prior maybe you've missed a few of the episodes uh coming up um the podcast isn't just about cigar box guitars as mark was saying and as, as i've been saying we, we we not only build cigar box guitars we absolutely love doing that we're also building you know we also build solid body electric guitars mark you build acoustic guitars as well um, you tend to tend to. I really want to see hear more of that that acoustic that you were building recently too. Um, you know, there's the we're out there, and um, I think there was one. Well, one really, what it comes down to, I think, Adam. I mean, you make you can disagree. It's fine, but we're backyard luthiers, mate. That's what yeah. we are. Yeah. We make string instruments. We're a backyard luthier. I wouldn't call us studio luthiers because we're not. You know. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there with little rural guitars, but you know, more and more people, more and more famous people, are you starting to use these instruments that we build, and it really gives us some credibility, I think. And we've been doing this for five years. Well, you know, you, you know if I can, if I can, <laughs> if I can, well, if I can attest, I can say that cigar box guitars have actually been around longer than electric guitars. <laughs> no doubt. 
you know. That's so, true. <laughs> so you know, but but yes, there is a there is a different level of there is a different level of 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 builder out there and you know when i look at when i look at the, the you know the solid body guitars that you've been building i look at the you know the laminating that you've been doing the laminating that pat uh proctor does over in western australia um uh looking at you know looking at the guitars that um uh, you know the three and four string guitars that uh dave wilkes has been building out of little crow guitars out in out in uh, you know, over in Western Australia as well. Dave Street, Dave Street. Oh, Dave Street. Sorry, who am I thinking? Oh, Dave. Mark Wilkes. You're thinking about Mark Wilkes at um, Buzzbox Guitars. Yeah, I'm thinking Mark Wilkes from Buzzbox Guitars, and also Dave Wilkes uh, from um, a guy I know who runs. He, 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 he's a well-known he's muso. Dave Where's he from? Dave's from the states. No, Dave Wilkes is he's uh, he's a muso from here in Sydney. He owns the um, the uh, the. Oh, what's it? the oh the hotel uh, I, that we tend to do? A lot. We've done a few of those um, uh, party on the patio nights. Hawkesbury Hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a part yeah, owner yeah. in the Hawkesbury Hotel, but he's also he's also been in a few bands. I think Spy vs Spy. Um, oh really? Yeah, uh, and also oh god, what's the other name of the what's the other name of his band that, that I was watching them play two weeks ago. Uh, they're coming back, man. I'll, I'll have to get you some more information. No, he's a, he's a, he's a top bloke. Uh, he's an absolutely top bloke. And um, so, look, we've got interviews uh, booked up. The idea is, I think Mark and I have been chatting about trying to get together every couple of weeks and have a t- have a chat about the industry and what's going on out there and, and talk about Why tools. To me every week? Whatever, yeah, whatever <laughs> comes up. You know, it's guitar building, social, you know, social commentary, basically. Um, but also, we're looking at um, doing some interviews uh, every every second week or so as well with uh, with some um, with some builders, both well known and independent. So we're going to talk tools. We're going to talk tools. We're going to pick a tool every week. We are going to pick a tool every week. I I, uh, I, I think we. Well, I don't know. You're, you're talking to me. I'm a bit of a tool this week, so. <laughs> I'm going to say, let's just say that I'm this week's tool. <laughs> well, I, all right, well, look, that makes me useful. Well, I know we've got. We, I know we were saying we're going to try to keep it keep it to half an hour, but we, look, we're at 33 minutes. So it can't hurt to have a, have a have a little chat. Big thank you to you for actually putting me on to uh, the neck vice. Um, uh, what was the company? Oh, what was the company? Carbatech. Carbatech. All right. So look. Neck vice. Um, I've been wanting to buy one for a long time. I'm here in Australia. Um, it, is be- it has been extremely difficult to try and organise getting one from the States. Uh, I know that some, there's... Some, shipping wise, it's the shipping thing that's the killer. Uh, Price-wise as well, uh, here in Australia to the US, um, uh, Stu Mac do obviously sell them. They're probably the, one of the biggest ones, but... Um, to get anything like this from Stu Mac, it, the, the postage is ridiculous because it's about twenty-five kilos. It's 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 very very heavy. Um, yeah, but it's not red. It's blue. Yeah, this one's blue, but it works just the same. And it's been it is honest to God, it has just been so good. I've been shaping. Um, I used it just recently to to shape the neck for one of the guitars, solid body guitars I'm building, and it's it was just it was so easy to use. It just made life so much simpler. Yeah, they're really good for lots of things. Like I did all my, um, my when I did put the binding on, I used it as a, like a trogy, you know, the, the yep. sort of um, acoustic guitar clamp things that you stand on. Yeah. I use it for that, and I mean, like I scraped everything. So it, look, it's got soft jaws, it, and you can put odd shapes in it. It, it really is an all-round luthier's yep. tool. So it's a fantastic little thing. So for people here in Australia, uh, the company's called Carbotech. I think they're based in Brisbane. Um, 
but it cost 180 yeah well they're 180 dollars it was 180 dollars delivered it was free delivery on it as well and uh, which about 108 dollars cheaper than it was for me to get from the states yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's it has been it has just been uh, amazing so um, I don't know whether it's different than, than the one from Stumac. Um, it looks the same. It looks exactly the same. It's made exactly out of... The same. It's bloody heavy. I'm telling you what. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but it is, it's actually been brilliant. So Carbotech and uh, go and check it out. Neckvice, they do have them there. Um, you know, it just as a, as a something else. You know, it's, it's for people obviously in the States, if it's easy for you to get them from Stumac, go knock yourselves out. But for me, it was just too expensive to buy from them at the moment with the Aussie dollar uh, being as nasty as it is and postage was a, uh, a killer. Very glad to hear that those uh, humbuckers are on their way, Mark. I'm not gonna press you for, they, uh, I'm not gonna press you for a time. <laughs> you mean again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, That's fine, man. Happens, Dan. I'm playing catch up, and I will get to them. <laughs> I'm actually more, more interested in um, um, putting out some pre-made uh, necks, actually. So, so you broke pre- up then. So, you know, what were you saying? Pre-made necks. Yes, uh, laminated ones, though. I really want to get them out. But the thing is, you know, my workshop is only so large, yep. and uh, I'm only one man. One man. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Uh, no, you can't see this, but this uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm rubbing my index finger and my thumb together for him as the world's smallest violin playing the sad song just for you. Deleted. <laughs> Deleted. <laughs> well, let me tell you, mate. It's good to see you up and about. It's good to see you with a smile on your face and 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 looking healthy after your health scare. Uh, again, guys, especially guys out there, um, go and get yourselves checked out if you're not feeling very well. Um, Marks. Ill health has been a good reminder for us to, you know, to take a bit more care of ourselves. And, um, you know, my I'm thoughts... I'm Sorry? And I'm a young fellow who's healthy. Yes. Yes, not an old fart like me. Um, my, our, our, our thoughts definitely <laughs> go out to uh, ukulele, Ray's um, partner and family and friends. Um, we, we are thinking about, about you on this very sad day. And uh, I suppose I'd like to dedicate... Uh, this show to Ukulele Ray and uh, thank him for Ukulele some Ray. wonderful, wonderful memories and uh, thank his partner for uh, her openness when uh, when I was interviewing and he was running, walking me through, walking me through the house with his camera phone. She was very understanding. So uh, on that uh, on that sad note and happy note that uh, that we are back, uh, we are back. The handcrafted guitar builder is back, yeah. and uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me at. Uh, through the uh, through the group, uh, you can contact me direct at birdwood.guitars uh, at gmail.com and uh, I know you can contact Mark through MRWS. Mark, it's been a pleasure as usual. As always, thank you very much Adam, for having me. No worries, mate. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch very shortly and uh, this was fun. Let's do it again. All right, all good, mate.